We heard the Lord tell the prophet Jeremiah this morning, I will make you like a bronze wall to this people. They will fight against you, but they will not overcome you. Because I am with you to save you and to rescue you, declares the Lord. Amen. My dear fellow saints, last week, five Christian advocates were arrested in Washington, D.C., outside of an abortion clinic. These five protectors of the life of the unborn were there praying and singing songs. They were locking arms in front of the doors to the abortion clinic. But they did more than that. They also tied themselves up with ropes and chains so that others could not get into the abortion clinic. The demonstrator said they did this to, quote, to delay the murder of kids. For protecting the life of the unborn, these protesters, these protectors, were then arrested. They were put in jail. Each one of them faces 11 years in prison and a $350,000 fine. Sadly, we have witnessed riots in the streets, uh, climate activists locking themselves in front of traffic and, and holding up traffic. We have seen protesters burning down churches and firebombing pregnancy counseling centers. And very rarely are any of them prosecuted. And yet we have these protectors that are being persecuted. This will disturb us, and it should disturb us. But more than that, it should not surprise us. For Jesus says, a servant is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. Being connected to the name of Jesus is going to bring with it hazards and hardships. Jesus says the same thing, but in a different way in today's gospel lesson. If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Today, we learn that we are to witness despite persecution. In the gospel lesson, Jesus and his disciples are still up north of Galilee in the area of Caesarea Philippi. Peter has just given his wonderful confession of faith that you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus has just commended Peter for his confession, saying, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church. Jesus then goes on to explain in today's text what the term Christ means. It means suffering, dying, and rising. That is the agenda of the Christ. Matthew explains it this way. Jesus began to show his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, chief priests, and experts in the law, and be killed, and on the third day be raised again. Peter then pulls Jesus away from the rest of the group, and he has the audacity to rebuke the Son of God. Never, Lord, this will never happen to you. Peter does not understand what the prophet Isaiah writes in chapter 53 about the suffering servant. That suffering, dying, and rising again is the whole point of the agenda of the Christ. Jesus then turns to Peter and he rebukes him. Get behind me, Satan. You are a snare to me because you are not thinking the things of God but the things of men. Peter was setting up, in the Greek, a skandalon, a snare, a trap, 
Admiral Akbar said, it's, it's a trap. Well, this is a trap for Jesus because if he stepped into that trap, then the whole mission of being the Christ, of saving humanity, would have been lost. What's happening here is that Peter is opposing God the Father's will. He may be an unwitting and unwilling ally and agent of Satan, but that makes him all the more dangerous. Just a few minutes earlier, Peter had said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. That was a confession that was inspired by heaven. But now when he says, never, Lord, those are thoughts that are inspired by hell. Before, Peter had been a building block upon the foundation of Jesus Christ, but now he is a trap that is trying to bring down the kingdom of Christ. Never, Lord, Peter cried. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan. Peter rebukes Jesus. Jesus rebukes Peter for rebuking Jesus. Get behind me, Satan. You are speaking the lies of the devil. Not just a cross for me, but a cross for you and a cross for every one of my followers. So pick yours up and follow me. This temptation that Peter was throwing in front of Jesus was no different than the temptation that Satan had thrown in front of the first Adam in the garden. And it is no different than the temptation that Satan had thrown before the second Adam in the desert. It was a temptation to exchange the cross for the crown of glory. And it's the same temptation that Satan continues to present to us. We don't want the cross. We don't want it for Jesus, but we especially don't want it for ourselves. We want a life without any kind of suffering, a life of ease and comfort. And so we join with Peter in saying, Never, Lord. And then Jesus turns to address his first century disciples. And when he speaks to them, he is speaking through the centuries to us as his 21st century disciples. If anyone wants to follow me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. These strong words impact us as 21st century American Christians because we have to admit that we are lazy and soft. We don't like being threatened, canceled, booed, or persecuted. We, we enjoy, rather, remaining in the corner, keeping our head down, keeping our mouth shut, staying away from trouble. But Jesus says that if we're going to be his followers, trouble's going to find us. This next sentence sounds harsh, and it's meant to be, because these are harsh times that if we are not willing to do everything it takes to being a follower of Jesus, maybe we should just stay on the other team. Jesus said, A disciple is not above his teacher, nor is a servant above his master. It is enough for the disciple to be like his teacher and the servant like his master. If the master of the house was called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. As Jesus is sending out his apostles, he's telling them that they're going to be connected with him and the people are going to be calling him Beelzebul, the prince of demons. He would be flogged, beaten, and finally crucified. Life was not fun or easy for the Son of God here on earth. 
And Jesus is telling his disciples who are going to become his apostles, the ones sent out, that life is not going to be easy for them. Every one of the apostles was martyred except for John. But he was also persecuted as he was imprisoned on the island of Patmos. Life was not always fun and easy for the apostles of Jesus. Jesus was the master and teacher and they, and they persecuted him. So they're also going to persecute the master and teacher's servant students. As citizens of Christ's kingdom, Satan and his allies will cause us to be hated, persecuted, slandered, and intimidated. We can be fined by governing authorities for what they classify as hate speech. We can be censored in the name of tolerance, imprisoned, and possibly even suffer death. People will hate us because we bear the name of Christ on our foreheads and on our clothing. They will ridicule us because we confess that salvation is found only in the name of Jesus Christ. They will berate us because we believe that the Bible is the only rule for morality. They will slander us because we believe in the sanctity of marriage. They will lampoon us because we stand up. Or at times we have sit-down protests to protect the value of the life of the unborn as well as the life of those who are on their deathbeds. These are the crosses that we are called to carry. We continue to witness despite persecution. As the Lord Jesus showed the Apostle Paul that he would suffer much in Jesus' name, so Jesus also is telling us in these verses how much we are going to suffer in his name, that name that was put on us in baptism. But we have to admit and repent that we have been tempted. And we often fall for that temptation and fall into the trap. What is that trap? The trap is that we covet the praise of our friends more than we are involved in praising the name of Jesus. We desire peace within our family more than we want to share the, the, the praise of and peace of the Prince of Peace. We would rather encounter the culture rather than going out there and being countercultural through Christ. We find it easier to silence our own mouths, to live our Christian faith privately rather than out in front of the public eye so no one can hear or see and know what we believe. We must admit that we are sinners who desire a life of ease rather than a life of service. We often like to sit in church, but don't like it so much to go out there and then be the church. But fellow saints, that's why Jesus Christ came. That's why he suffered and died. Why he took upon himself the painful curse of sin and death. That he paid for our sinful actions as well as our sinful inactivity. <coughs> fellow witnesses, hear our Savior and be comforted by the words he gives you. Do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear the one who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Repent of your timidity. Repent and fear God. Not a cowering fear that makes you shy away from God, but rather a fear and respect of God. 
Do not be ashamed to bear the life-giving name out into the world. Do not hide your light under a bushel. No, let it shine. Don't let the words of Christ that has sanctified your ears remain there in your heart, but let those words also sanctify your mouth so that you join with the prophet Isaiah and saying, Here am I, Lord. Send me. Do not be afraid of angry atheists, malicious mobs, censoring social media, or fervent family and friends. St. Paul encourages God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and love and of sound judgment. So do not be ashamed about the testimony of our Lord. Fellow saints who continue to witness despite persecution, God treasures you as his own. Through Jesus Christ, you know that you are worth more than a smattering of sparrows. You are worth more although not deserving of the very blood of the Son of God, that blood that was poured on you and made you Christ's own in the waters of baptism, that there you were sealed at the font for the day of judgment so that you are no longer afraid of the fires of hell. Witness, despite persecution, do not cower and do not fear the cross, confess the cross. Bring God's presence upon others. That you bear the name of Christ on your forehead, perhaps on your clothing, so that you go out there and through your testimony and life, the Holy Spirit can work to convert others through you so that you bear the name of Christ, they bear the name of Christ, so that today, the next day, and the rest of your days together on this earth, and for all the days of eternity, we are there So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. You hear me speak about this all the time. We need to go out and change the culture. We change the culture by preaching Jesus Christ into the culture. We need to say to Satan, get behind me, Satan. We learn a lesson from Jesus today that we do not dilly-dally with sin. Jesus said to his disciples, in fact, whoever wants to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. After all, what will it benefit a person if he gains the whole world, but forfeits his soul? Or what can a person give in exchange for his soul? This means that this life is not about possessing the most. This life is about becoming and remaining the possessions of Jesus Christ. Fellow saints, discipleship is not an on-again, off-again affair. Something you can do when you are enthusiastic and you have the time and energy. No, being a follower of Jesus means that you do it with dogged determination. You have loyalty to Jesus Christ unto the end. Being willing to follow while carrying a cross. Witnessing despite persecution. Giving up our lives for him who gave up his life for us means that we follow Jesus exclusively. Nothing will stop us hinder us or censor us or silence us. No matter what we witness despite persecution, we carry our cross for the one who carried his cross for us. Amen.